Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM, the official podcast of Monsters.Rent. I'm your host today, Justin Lewis, and I have my co-host here with me, Tanner Wayland. Hi, everybody. Um, wow, you're uh, you're coming in, you know, serious, and 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 your voice is all deep and stuff, and I I, I can't help but appreciate your dedication to the craft, Justin. Thank you. But I had no choice because today we're talking about tragedy. But before we get to that, uh, I'm going to I'm going to suspend my tragic voice for a moment. Uh, and first of all, again, welcome you guys back to the show. Uh, I I really want to say thank you. Um, over the last few weeks, we've just been having kind of a really good time, you know, like things have been going really well for the podcast. In November, we hit 5000 downloads and that's because of you you know, the listener. So big thank you. Uh, and, uh, also Tanner is feeling a little bit sick. So if yep. he, if he speaks, you're lucky, right? You're just, just <laughs> feel lucky, right? Cause he's, he's not feeling good. Yeah, that's, it's fine guys. I'm, I'm over the, uh, the peak of the sickness and now it's just waiting and, and hopefully sleeping, but you know how it is. You never sleep as much as you should. So <laughs> we'll see how long I, I procrastinate getting better. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to be here. Excellent. I'm, I'm the same exact way. Uh, also, just a quick heads up. I am doing daddy duty today, so I have my baby in the background. If you hear gaggling or, or burbling or, you know, even a fart, that's not me. It's the baby. I promise you. Uh, and whether you believe me or not, that's your choice. <clears throat> Uh, the, the next quick announcement, I know we usually do kind of one announcement before the show and then we get into the show, but today we have sort of a special thing that we're, we're kind of building up to. We have officially decided to create a live play show and it's going to start in January. It's going to be somewhat laid back, uh, and we're still figuring out a lot of the details, but here's a quick pitch for you. Uh, from our Dungeon Master, Jake Packham, who actually runs the Dungeon Mastermind podcast. Uh, he says, Heroes might be a strong term for our party. Forced to pay penance for crimes committed, contracts broken, or misdeeds enacted. Our party must fight in the pits of the hells for, for our freedom. Each episode will tell a brief tale of current happenings that impact our players' stories, and only you, the audience, will know. Follow our dive into the Nine Hells, our battle for freedom, and discover the world of Kalinos. So that's a little bit of a teaser for you of the live play show. Again, it's going to be somewhat laid back, and we'll have more details for you uh, as time proceeds. But get excited! I'm super excited. That's that's for sure. We've we've been talking about this for a sec because, I mean, Justin and I are obviously you know good friends, and we do this podcast. And then we, along with Caden, do the uh, the Monsters Rent thing, and we were all like, "Man, we don't do. Uh, we're we're so busy that we need to do something fun together, you know." And and we we're like, "We've been wanting to do a live play. Let's let's make it happen." So yeah, I'm very excited. Absolutely, I think just being a player for once is going to be fun too. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> but but with that, let's get back into today's topic. The topic is tragedy. Writing tragedy into your game. And, and first off, let's talk about what is tragedy. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, Tanner? 
I mean, I mean tragedy is essentially, uh, well, back in Shakespeare's plays, like, wasn't it uh, that, you know, in a comedy everyone got married and in a tragedy everyone died, basically. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, so I would say that tragedy loss is kind of key to it, right? Where it's like, oh, they lost oftentimes life, uh, or at least uh, a loss of innocence, a loss of things that are important to you. Uh, that's kind of key because you're sad in a tragedy because you've lost something. Um, and I think that's an important part of it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I, I think tragedy is important to include because it, it builds in realism uh, and it, it also makes your players sort of have the low points from which they can rise right uh, and, and that makes for a great story um, I, I also think that uh, if, if you only have a one-toned game even if you're like oh we mostly just do tragedy uh, or I only do comedy, then then you're going to find that your your players maybe get a bit tired, uh, or they get <clears throat> they get burnt out. And I think uh, I think that you need to explore the emotional spectrum and give yourself like both stretch how your players are uh, coping and how they're acting, um, but also stretch you know the emotional boundaries so that so that they feel more energized from session to session because yeah. if you don't do that and you're just doing straight one type of uh, emotion then same as if you were only doing combats or only doing role playing it, it takes a toll absolutely and you know you actually said the word coping and I think that's a really important word because usually tragedy uh, involves for those who survive it right some sort of coping mechanism and there's a very good probability that any given coping mechanism is actually sort of a negative thing and can cause conflict for the character coping or for those around them and i think that also makes for a more rich storytelling experience right uh you know just thinking in you know my family's personal life uh, anytime there has been a major tragedy and the effects of those tragedy lasted for like longer than a day, you know, there were serious ramifications and struggles, you know, and things that needed to be overcome sort of in the long haul. Uh, and, and I think that makes for more dynamic characters. Exactly. And you might be wondering, you know, about some, what tragedy looks like in d, &D. I'm sure you've maybe uh, experienced it in either a live play you've listened to or one of your own sessions but typically it is uh some examples that come to the top of my head is when an uh, when a pc or a player character has you know a, someone from their backstory or an npc that they've made a connection with and that person gets uh kidnapped or or injured in a serious way like oh they lost their leg or something or or they died right that's a great example also uh, in the case of like, let's, let's say that your party has something that they're very uh, attached to throughout the adventure, right? Maybe it's a base or a horse or something, right? Um, if they lose that, like the base goes up in flames or the horse, you know, they tie it to a post and they're like, okay, we'll be back. And then when they come back, 
they find that the the rope is cut that was tying it, and then they do follow its tracks and they find you know its carcass, you know on the side of the road and a bunch of wolves around it. Right? Those are very simple examples of tragedy, um, and you could obviously go, go even further by building up a huge tragedy uh, to a, a, an entire village, you know, an entire city, right? Yeah, and I, I suppose tragedy doesn't have to necessarily be you know world shaking events they can match the tenor or even the scope of any particular character and then you know they can change kind of moment to moment you know if you have sort of a silly character if they lose their favorite goblet right that could be like a, a pretty big tragedy i think you, you need to remember that the point of tragedy isn't just to just to like do kind of hard things or crappy things to characters but it's to do things to characters that make them sort of think in new ways and, and kind of have decisions to make exactly uh, because like you were saying about the coping a tragedy isn't something it's not a, a neutral thing where you don't feel like you're compelled to action uh, either you're compelled to you know avenge what happened to that person or seek revenge for yourself uh, or to, you know, be like, hey, we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. So if the tragedy is that, you know, the small uh, town of dwarves that you befriended got raided by giants, then, you know, then suddenly it's like, okay, that propels you to action. And also to, um, uh, it propels you to have some great role playing in the way that you're talking with the survivors, the people that remain at the, at the village, and trying to give them comfort, trying to give them assurance that you're going to take care of this, right? Um, and so I think that that's a great example of environmental tragedy. Your players should, as they go along, you know, run into people who have these tragic backstories and, and cities or environments that are going through a tragic experience. And, and one thing that's important when you're doing an environmental a tragedy like that is you really want to, you know how you usually describe settings and really try and get across like an image? You're going to want to do that 20 times more uh, to make the players actually feel what the NPCs are going through. I think you're absolutely right. Just thinking back, 9-11, <clears throat> you know, uh, the tsunami in Japan, uh, countless other environmental tragedies that even though technically I was far removed from those instances, right? At least physically, uh, emotionally, I felt connected and I felt, you know, sorry and I wish I could do something. Uh, you know, mimicking those in your game is not a bad idea for any individual plot point. Um, adding in any individual tragedy into your game is a really good idea if your characters are on some level decent people <laughs> right yeah. uh, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying right you have to match the tragedy to the scope of the players if they're evil players then environmental tragedy probably won't work like having things go bad around them that would make them feel bad and make choices probably won't work. So in that case, you'll likely need to 
transition to personal tragedy, you know, making things happen specifically to them or things they care about. Yeah, and, and sometimes you can even get a bit of a twofer there. Mm -hmm. Like you mm -hmm. can be like, hey, uh, something that they truly want is, uh, is uh, they aren't able to get it uh, because of the, of the environmental tragedy, right? Um, like, for example, let's say that the king in the kingdom just got assassinated. And all the people are so sad because, oh, he was such a great king and his children kind of suck. So we're worried about, you know, what's going to happen with that. That's an environmental tragedy. But if the players are like, well, I don't, I don't care. I'm just going to go, you know, to the mine where we were going to find a bunch of gold. Uh, and then the guards stop them. And they're like, hey, no one's leaving the city. And you have to go to the funeral, you know, of the king because everyone's required to go. And... You know, that's a way that you can kind of make them experience it in some way, right? You're still going to have to do some finagling and maybe even some flashbacks to a personal tragedy in their backstory. Like maybe the as they see, you know, the kids, uh, the kids of the king pretending to be sad, then they flash back to uh, to a time where they were at their own father's funeral and they didn't have to pretend, you know, or something like that, right? You can find ways to uh, interconnect those two so that an environmental tragedy reminds them of a personal one and, and it just makes that uh, touch base with them more. Absolutely. And I think, oh, ah, mm, ah. Sorry, Tanner. I just got. Oh, ah, ah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think my hit points are are low. Uh, I'm gonna take a bonus action real quick and pop a potion. Uh, actually, it's today's sponsor of the show. It's Magic Mind. Uh, these are productivity shots that can replace coffee or tea if you take those, or they can just kind of give you a boost of energy and focus in the morning. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink this right now. You know, a nice quick potion slug. So uh, maybe I'll give you some good ASMR. Can I just say you got me so good? Like I was like, I mean, do I do we need to stop? I was like, Justin. <laughs> well, that was a point. Uh, yeah. So Magic Mind is today's sponsor, and you know. This, this is pretty cool. It's, it's, a, it's a productivity shot, as I said. And one of the reasons why I really think it's kind of like a potion is, first of all, it's green, right? You don't get very many opportunities to drink a green drink, unless you do, I guess, right? I know. It's, it, honestly, in terms of colors of drinks, uh, green, blue, and purple, those are all underrepresented. And I, I Absolutely. think we can all agree on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, second thing, it has a lot of really interesting ingredients that... To be honest, I don't completely understand. For example, no nootropics, matcha, adaptogens, vitamins. Like, what are those? I don't even know, you know? I know. I, like, vitamins? Are those even a thing? Oh right? I, like, usually, I just get my energy from, like, really sugary cereal in the morning. So, <laughs> that, like, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. you know, this is new to me. But it has also... You know, some other really great ingredients like ashwagandha, lion's mane mushrooms. So again, it's it's formulated to help you be more productive and focused without the the kind of drop that you would get from normal caffeine drinks or haste potions, right? Uh, so, so on that end, it's, it's a lot better. Uh, and 
actually, if you go to magicmind.com slash better DM, get a magic mind shot or, or shots. They actually come in five, if I remember right. And you can get 50% off with the code better DM 20 at checkout. You can also go to any Sprouts Farmers Market stores across the country and pick these up. These are in store in January, so that's a new big thing. Uh, but again, better DM twenty at checkout online at MagicMind.com/slash/betterdm. Uh, go get yourself some real life alchemical potions that will make you more productive and more focused. Yeah, I don't know. they'll just give you more energy, like magic. Exactly. Like. Anywho. <clears throat> Now that I'm feeling all better and my HP is through the roof, uh, I think we need to talk about earned tragedy, right? So there's a difference between putting something in that really just kind of makes everyone feel sucky, and then there's putting something in that makes everyone feel sucky, but everyone, excuse me, (laughs) everyone loving it at the same time, right? Yeah, and I think especially when it comes to personal tragedy, uh, I find that it's just under, under underprepared for is maybe a layman's way to say it. Uh, where I think that if you're going to have your players actually have a personal tragedy, then you need them to do the work, right? You're going to have to do work, obviously, but you're going to want them to actually have like, pr- like thought about, brainstormed, and even maybe written out like what kind of personal tragedies their character has actually been through right because otherwise they come to something and let's say like my example before you do a flashback at the start of uh, of a session and you've put a lot of work into it and they've barely put any work in then you know when it comes to actually affecting their role playing outside of the flashback they're not going to care it, it didn't they didn't have a play, uh, a part in creating that tragedy Uh, or a lesser role and so it's not going to actually feel earned when you bring it up later right I think that's a very important point at at its core adding tragedy into your game and and I guess the opposite comedy which we'll talk about in a future episode uh, is all about getting the player to feel and demonstrate real life emotion in a sympathetic way to their character right so in that sense, what you said is is crucial because the character needs to have had some emotional tie to the situation before the tragedy, and, and, and that's why the tragedy, the thing that changes the situation, it, you know, has such an effect because their emotional state is thrown out of equilibrium. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you need to see, you know, you need to understand what they had before in order for the loss of that to mean something, right? And so I think before, you know, while your players are going to come across many people who it's like, oh, they've been through the tragedy, right? Like, oh, they stumbled across some people who were traveling and some bandits, you know, came and just wrecked them. It's like, yeah, you're going to find a lot of that kind of tragedy, and it's not going to hit home. And you kind of realize that, and that's fine. Now, the better way to do it is have have the party meet that family as the party's hanging out in a town, and that family's leaving. And then they get to connect with that family. 
And then when they run to them later and they see that the bandits have just, you know, taken the 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 daughter and, you know, killed the the husband, whatever happened, then you're going to actually feel for them, right? Because they met them before when they were happy. And then they kind of have a, a baseline to measure the tragedy against. Absolutely. Uh, you can almost... Well, you you should almost do this with with each character's backstory, right? Uh, I guess you could term this emotion setting or, or priming, maybe is a better term. But in a character's backstory, have they ever undergone any sort of tragedy, right? Or, or what's the biggest tragedy they've undergone? So, for example, uh, you know, I, and I bring up this group a lot because I'm I'm kind of binging their their story right now. But in the Eroes campaign in High Rollers, uh, D&D in the UK, one of their characters, his name is Lucius Vidian Elwin Elenasto. He's kind of this highborn princeling, right? And his life was given to him on a silver platter. And then he kind of goes through this airship crash at the very, very beginning of the show. And so, you know, justifiably, he's kind of useless for a little bit of it because he's like, uh, this is like the hardest thing I've ever done, right? But then you have another character. She's a wild elf. She, you know, grew up in the wild. She's kind of used to like hard things. She takes it in stride. So I think you need to think about those kinds of things uh, with your characters and help them understand. Right? Your character, you know, he's a tavern keeper. What's the biggest tragedy he's ever had? Because if he if he faces, you know, X Y Z monster and gets like hurt really badly, that might be emotionally damaging. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly I, I think that I think there's some really wrong ways to introduce uh, tragedy and uh, one of them is to just just dump a tragedy at the player's feet and expect them to react the way that you're hoping you know you, I, I, I hate to say this but unless a player is very into the role playing aspect and they're very good at looking for you know, for the emotion in the story, which I would argue most people aren't because they're not actors. They're not, you know, they're not trained for that. Then, then if you're just like, oh, oh my goodness, the uh, the tavern keeper, he's sitting in the corner crying. Then, you know, some players will ignore that. Or if they do reach out, they're, they're just reaching out for a quest. You know, they're not trying to emotionally connect. And, and what you want is that emotional connection because that's going to uh, bring the gameplay up a few notches at least right so what you're going to want to do is not just throw a tragedy at them and be like okay you walk into a village and oh there's a couple houses on fire players are going to go straight into uh you know maybe it's a bad stereotype but you you know the stereotype of like uh men versus women and how they like Mm. well it's like oh uh feeling validation versus trying to fix something you know it's like the Mm. nail in the head kind of uh, video that you've seen um i feel like players are a lot like that where it's like if you don't kind of pave the yellow brick road for them to feel the emotional connection to validate how hard it is then they're going to go right into into solving mode right they're going to be like okay so who burned down these houses let's go get them versus like oh my goodness this is terrible what did you lose? Oh my goodness, you know. Uh, yeah. You really want to make sure that you 
you provide the backstory, you provide you know the context, and you have some great uh, planned role playing sessions with certain key NPCs that you plan out well, uh, and you try and really get into those emotions so that the players can do the same. You know, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> now there is a case to be made for sort of incentivizing kind of the correct uh, treatment of tragedy from your players, right? Yeah. So, you know, and, and you actually brought this up in a very interesting way, right? The, the the tavern keepers crying in the corner, you know, maybe they go and talk to him for getting a quest. But if they do, that gives you the opportunity to sort of ham it up and kind of actually try and make them care about the tragedy they'll still get the quest they they might not be you know affected emotionally but over time you might be able to incentivize their treatment of tragedy and kind of get them to role play a little bit better uh, I, i'd also say that you do need to treat you know each character or each player differently right and understand what they're in it for um and you know evaluate your efforts so one example of this is uh, early on in my current campaign, I decided to introduce an NPC to the group that ultimately my plan was to get them to like him a lot and then to kill him, right? Like not them kill him, I was going to kill him, you know, like that was that was the idea. They were going to emotionally invest. You know, I, I introduced him. His name was Hepom. He was a halfling cleric and he was also kind of fulfilling this extra role of like healing the party because they didn't have a healer. And, you know, I was hoping they would really like him. Uh, pretty soon, though, I, f I realized that the exact opposite was happening. They were, he was the butt of every joke. They were making fun of him nonstop. I started questioning, like, why would this NPC continue to travel with these people? You know, uh, when he dies, well, well, first of all, like, they might kill him like th like this isn't you know it, it, he, he, they're not going to care if he dies and they might be the cause of his death so I, I ended up having to have him leave because he was just counter to what i was trying to do and that was because my party made their choices and whatnot <clears throat> now i have another npc kind of embedded in the group his name's saban he's a lizard folk uh and actually he is a, a much better candidate for this, you know, killing the NPC to get the party to be like, oh, you know, kind of an idea. Uh, I, the way I'm thinking about it is like Agent Coulson, end of Avengers movie where he dies from Loki. And then the Avengers are like, oh, we need to team up kind of an idea. But but I have that choice now because they like him. So so you do need to evaluate what's available to you and, and what efforts don't necessarily pan out. Yeah, exactly. And just see what kind of party you're working with. Because some parties, they... Maybe a more subtle tragedy would hit them harder, you know? Not the kind of tearing your beard and, and your clothes kind of tragedy, but more like, oh, this NPC's kind of hiding that they're that they're broken, you know? And Absolutely. all that they've lost, and that's what the party would actually jive with. So Absolutely. Yeah, just, you know, when you're trying to add tragedy to a campaign, just make sure that you're being very thoughtful about it and also testing. Because you'll see what what your party deals best with and what draws the most out of them. And then do more of that. Absolutely. Uh, 
I think tragedy is an underutilized element of D&D gameplay, maybe because people are afraid of being the bad guy, but we're dungeon masters. We are by definition the bad guy. We're also the good guys in some cases, but you know, I, I think in your efforts to add tragedy to your game, look for ways to make your players feel emotions or, or kind of go on emotional roller coasters that they've never been on in real life, hopefully. And that kind of makes their life a little bit more rich by role-playing. Don't be afraid to use tragedy. Uh, and uh, tell us tell us, you know, how it goes for you. Any last words, Tanner? Uh, I hope that you don't have a tragic uh, day. That's, <laughs> that, that's the most I got for you. Um, and that it's a great day. And I, uh, it's great to talk with you guys. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening to today's show. Uh, thank you for sticking around with us and hanging out with us and thank you for joining the guild uh, seeing all the people who have joined our discord server and, and kind of collaborating there it's just really fun um, so hopefully more of you join but but also we do want to hear from you like I said last week uh, what tragedies have you added to your campaigns with what levels of success so reach out to us on Instagram go to uh, Instagram look up at how to be a better DM or at monsters.rent uh, send us a message, video, uh, text, audio, whatever it is. We'll put it up on the show. Uh, and also give us a follow so you don't, don't miss anything. But uh, we're going to be back next week for another awesome episode. Also, Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, as they say in certain areas of the world. Uh, happy Hanukkah for those of you who celebrate that. Happy holidays for anyone else. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't have time to say all the things. But we'll be back next week. Until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it? Here's what you can do. Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that, frankly, no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox every week.